0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Repotit podcast presented by Rerouted. Rerouted is an online marketplace where people can buy and sell used outdoor gear. If you have gear to sell, please check out our app, the Rerouted app, on the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. If you're shopping for gear, check us out online, rerouted.co. That's r-e-r-o-u-t-e-d.co. Now on to the Repotit podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the RePodit podcast presented by Rerouted. I'm your host, as always, Brian Shoning, and I'm here with our Ski Day co-host, Giles Ray. Giles, how's it going today, man? Doing well. Doing well. Happy to be here again. We've got a third. We've got just another person with us today, uh, good friend of ours from high school, Dan Asaza, on to, to chat with us about his skiing experience.
1: Dan, how you doing? real good man yeah what are you doing here here?
0: why why are you here what thanks for having
1: me (laughs) well okay so here's the deal i heard that some stuff got said someone's got beef with me some spicy stuff has been thrown out um but i just have to own the fact that i haven't listened to that podcast episode because i don't know what it is so i'm here to I, i guess i'm here in part to talk about how i got into skiing but also i'm here in part to respond to some kind of allegations.
0: Okay, so there were there were some allegations made on the last episode, and I'm bummed that you missed it. That um, that Giles is and always has been a better skier than you, and just living in a in a totally different oh, tax Jesus. bracket. And you know, there were just there were just some things said, and I I told everybody a- ahead of this that I was going to embellish this as much as I could. But um, basically, what it sounds like, Dan, is that no, you don't do. That. Uh, I'm terrible... sorry, you
1: don't do that, dude. You don't stab your own teacher in the back like that.
2: <laughs> so, okay, in my defense, half of what he said is true. I did make the claim that at this point, I am a better skier than you.
1: Uh-huh, there's, uh-huh. there's
2: not, not much that you can really challenge about. Uh-huh. That. We, we could go out onto the mountain this weekend and really have it out and see how it goes
1: down. I don't like the could there. We should
2: like, we should, we should let's yeah. go skiing this weekend. Let's go, let's go see who's a better skier. Yeah. Yeah. I did not claim that I have always been a better skier. This claim came after the fact that I owned up to the fact that I am as good of a skier now as I am because of
1: you. Damn right. Yeah.
2: So you have, you have a hand in that, but I did, I did, I did push past. you, Yeah. Bit of a protege,
1: if you will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, so it sounds like there's
0: going to be a throwdown this weekend.
1: Yeah. I mean, we'll leave
0: that. The gauntlet has been thrown down
1: and, and things are happening. Yeah. I think all things present tense, let's just leave on the mountain. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. All things present tense, let's leave on the mountain. We'll revisit this next week and see what happened.
0: Yeah. All right. Okay. Giles is going to come running back to the podcast with his tail between his legs. (laughs) Just, you know, (laughs) all right, Dan, we actually brought you on the podcast last week. We chatted with Giles a little bit about how he got into, got into skiing, some of his kind of childhood ski stories. And we wanted to hear some of those from you, you know, growing up and at our, at our high school, you had obviously been skiing for a long time. You weren't somebody that just kind of picked it up when you were 14, 15, 16 years old, you had been kind of doing it, doing it your whole life. So, um, let's, let's get into it. How'd you, how'd you initially get into skiing, Dan?
1: Yeah, for me, the, the story of skiing with my family is the story of an obsessive personality. Um, both my parents are immigrants from Colombia, and the first time they ever saw snow was at Snoqualmie. Um, they went up with a friend who's a Swiss alpinist, this guy is the real deal. He like goes to South America to climb mountains. Um, he's been, you know, he's, he's like climbed in the Himalayas um, and he takes him up to uh, Snoqualmie. And that's the first time that my parents ever saw snow. And uh, I don't think they even went skiing that day, but they saw people skiing and they were like, oh man, we got to come back and you got to teach us how to do that. That looks fun. Um, and that began a long journey with skiing for my parents. Um,
0: how long was this before you were born?
1: This was when I was like four or five. Oh, Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So that season I I learned to ski. I must've been like maybe five years old. Um, for one entire year, my parents skied on little thunder at Snoqualmie, Mm
2: -hmm. which for
1: anybody who knows Snoqualmie is, you know, just a step above like a magic carpet. It's the most basic ski run that you can imagine. Um, and like the first time they went up Pacific crest, which is the slightly more advanced lift, um, still not
2: advanced at all in the skiing realm, but yeah, yes. really yes, not hundred percent. Yeah.
1: Pretty tame. You know, it's a blue run at Snoqualmie it would probably be a green elsewhere. Um, and it took them a year to do that. And it, the chair, they described it as like the chairlift would like go up into the fog. And my mom was like, no, you she, she told my dad, like, you have to have Renee take you up there because we just don't know what's up there. There could be anything up there.
2: <laughs> so as, as someone who has spent a lot of time in Snoqualmie and driving by there, you can see the top bull wheel from the highway. There's, there's no mystery. There. And there's lie. no trees. There's no nothing. It's basically one big field in the summer that gets snowed over. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is going up into the fog with.
0: But also, anybody that knows Dan's mom knows that this is exactly how the conversation went.
1: Oh, yeah, Oh okay, yeah! no, 100%. 100%. Um, so, anyway, so, um, eventually, th- that's where my parents became weekend warriors. They started going every weekend. Um, they bought an SUV because they were driving up to the mountain in, in a sedan that uh, got beat up pretty quick. Um, and, yeah, they, they were all in on skiing. My sister and I started doing ski lessons eventually we got into ski racing. Um, one of us was really, really good at it. The other one was me. Um, and we, you know, before we knew it, we were skiing 60 or 70 days a season. It was a full on obsession.
0: Hold on 60 or 70 days a season.
1: Yeah, dude. Yeah. we okay, were
0: skiing... for, for people's perspective, like I, I think that go getting out 20 days in a year is like, that's pretty solid. Like, you're dedicating a lot of your time to like going skiing. 60
1: or 70 days,
0: man. Yeah,
1: man. We skied a lot. We like, uh, we would get off of school for like winter break that Friday car was packed, show up at school. My sister and I would hop in. We would drive to Canada. We would ski every single day. And then the last day before school started, we would drive back. It's like a seven hour drive. And, uh, and then we would go back to school. And when we were in Canada, we would ski every day.
0: Where were you skiing in Canada?
1: Um, a couple years into skiing, my parents um, found this place called Sun Peaks. That was a like a pretty small. Sun local Peaks is awesome. Sun Peaks man, is great. awesome.
0: So my, my family, I, I grew up skiing at big white and in, in Kelowna mm. and Sun Peaks was always like kind of the other place that we were like, Oh man, should we go to Sun Peaks this year? And most of the time we ended up just going to big white. Cause it's familiar. You know, my mom loves the village and we, we kind of have the, have the whole system down there. Uh, but we, we always, we always wanted to go to Sun Peaks.
1: Yeah. Sun Peaks is basic for people who don't know. Um, Sun Peaks was the other place that my parents checked out um, after going to Whistler. They went to Mm -hmm. Whistler and everyone was like, oh, you got to go to Whistler. It's so great. Whatever. Whistler is where you go if you want to go to the Irish pub after you're done skiing. Whistler Mm -hmm. is not where you go if you have like young kids and you want Mm -hmm. them to be able to like run around the village freely without worrying about where they are. Um, That would freak me out if I had kids. Mm -hmm. Um, I wouldn't want that. And Sun Peaks was just that. You know, there's like an ice cream shop. There's a pizza shop. It's not a huge village, but um it's very like safe um it's very much like a family place
2: no like i i had mentioned when i was i talked about sun peaks in a previous episode it's like that was where we where we became friends and the reason we're the friends that we are today yeah is because we were both in sun peaks at the same time every single year i mean i'm sure we could both sit down and think of dozens of memories that we have of Mm -hmm. being let loose at very young ages to just run around the village in sun peaks
1: the village and in the mountain, do whatever like, we, we do
2: Yeah. The map by ourselves well. all day, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, starting at you know, 13 years old, their parents were like, yeah, this is a super safe place. What could go wrong? There's absolutely nothing. Here you go. Have
0: fun.
1: Yeah. That was super cool.
0: Mm-hmm. I really, nothing that. can go wrong except for a lifelong addiction to skiing. Oh yeah. hundred yeah. percent, you know, yeah.
1: afflicted. Yeah.
0: Well, totally. so get into, get into ski racing then. So how, how did that, how did that come about for, for you guys?
1: So we were going to lessons every day at Snoqualmie. And the lesson area was right next to the ski racing area. Um, and I think my dad kind of got the cue that that was maybe more legit um, or more advanced or whatever. I think we kind of topped out of the like lesson plan. And then it was like, all right, well, I guess this is the next thing so we got into ski racing. I think we did one season at Snoqualmie. Um, I don't even remember what the team there is called. And then, um, yeah. And then we started skiing for Stevens Pass Alpine Club SPAC.
0: So I had a couple of, a couple of cousins that skied, that skied for SPAC as well. Uh, and it was always, it was always really interesting kind of having that on, on kind of one side of that. And then met you in, uh, in, in sixth grade, which I think was kind of when you guys were doing that middle, middle school time. That was when you guys were.
1: Yeah. I stopped ski racing, like right at the beginning of high school for me, it was, it was rough, man. I was not good at ski racing. I paved, I, I was like the, you know, when you're like, uh, testing if something's safe, you like throw a bag of rocks (laughs) to see if (laughs) I was the bag bag
0: of rocks too. Oh my gosh. We'll, we'll have to get into that, Dan. I didn't know that you were the bag of rocks. I'm also I also the, the bag, bag of rocks. rocks, man.
1: I, I mean, I say that lovingly. I was, uh, I was a very well-loved bag of rocks. Um, I like, I did most of my ski races in this like pretty big burly puffy jacket. Uh, it was like a big parachute. Then later we learned that like, oh yeah, you got to have like the race suit and stuff. And, uh, and so I was always kind of like paving the way of like figuring out like how does this even work? And then by the time my sister got to that point, we knew the drill. We we're like, oh, we're like waxing our own skis in the garage, sharpening the edges, whatever. Um, so that this
0: this system then makes a little bit more sense. You're the oldest one. They're trying things with you, you know, darts at the dartboard type of thing. Try to try to get it figured out for for me. I, I was somehow the guinea pig, but I was the youngest. Yeah, that be was like, be my question be is, how did that work? Yeah, out? what? Yeah. Well, my brother and sister were not quite as fearless or quite as dumb um, as I was. And so I what, would one happen, those. what would happen is that my dad would have some crazy, stupid idea like we should sled down this hill that like you can't really see the bottom. And like there's it's probably just going straight into, you know, an 80 year old tree mm. and. Dan and Allison are saying, hey, dad, I don't I don't think this is a great idea. And my dad's saying, well, we'll just send Brian down oh and God. we'll see. Mm-hmm. And then and then we'll see if we all if we all want to head down on the sled. Well, all the time they would send me down and it's like, all right, great. We're going to go down. There were also a lot of times where they sent me down and Dan and Allison decided not to go that not Mm -hmm. to go on that one uh, Mm -hmm. after after seeing what happened to their their darling younger brother.
2: Uh, It's funny that you say that the last time I spent any significant amount of time with your dad, he was telling me that none of his kids would follow through on his dumb ideas anymore 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 and i thoroughly <laughs> volunteered myself i was like next time you get an idea that none of your kids are willing to take you up on give me a call you've got my number i'm already Giles, in
0: this is such a dangerous game oh, Back i know have, yeah you have no idea i mean you do have an idea the oh, yeah. that you went on was brutal and oh yeah the last time I bought,
2: the last time i took your dad up on one of his crazy idiotic ideas I couldn't walk for two days. What I just happened? like got home and I was <laughs> yeah, like, I'm right. not moving. What, what did you over. sign up for, it's dude? Tr-
0: he, um, he was in uh, he was on a trip where they were in some in some goat country having having to uh, having to make their make their way around, I think is is yeah. how we'll how we'll we, put it.
2: We were in the uh, the west slope of the Olympics and bushwhacking up six thousand feet the side of a mountain.
0: Nice. Understandably. <laughs> All of his kids said no because we knew what to expect. Giles, not knowing what to expect, didn't say no. I got the call on Labour I was like,
2: let me see what I can do. And uh, yeah, but here's me, the problem, and Giles. Reno
0: helped him out and it was a great time. You have not yet backpedaled on this to my dad yet, which is
2: no. just unbelievable. No, I, I doubled down like a couple of weeks later. The next time I saw him, I was like, you haven't hit me up with another dumb idea yet. And I'm a little upset about this.
0: Well, this is about Dan. This isn't, this isn't about my dad's dumb ideas. This is about Dan's,
1: Oh dude. Yeah.
0: This is about Dan's ski story. So we, we were both, we were both the Guinea pigs, but it seems like your, your family got it, got the ski racing thing sorted by the time your sister rolled around.
1: Yeah, actually. So you said, uh, you said something about fearless and dumb. Yeah. Uh, I think my sister and I have collectively are fearless and dumb. I'm dumb. She's fearless. And so that led to her becoming a super good ski racer because part of ski racing is you just have to go for it. You have to throw your body down the hill. There's icy ruts. You're going to hit the gates with your body. Um, it's scary. It's scary stuff. And you can fall and you fall at high speeds. Um, there's a, I, I remember we, but part of our training, it would just be to like straight line things at Steven's. So you just stand at the top of something and just gun it. Um, one year we were at Sun Peaks, and there was this new like GPS kind of technology thing where they would give you these pucks, these really big pucks, like bigger than a wallet, and you would stick it in a pocket, and then it would um, it would ping your GPS location like once a second or something, and then it would track out all the runs that you did, and you could see your speed and stuff. Um, and obviously, cool. it was it was super cool at the time. I mean, now our mm-hmm. phones do this and stuff, but this was before smartphones. Um, the, you couldn't do this yourself. There was like a screen at the bottom of the mountain and you had to give your puck to the guy and he would like look at the screen and tell you your max speed and stuff like that. And you could like see your runs. Um, and my sister and I got these pucks and my sister must've been like 10 or 11 at the time. And uh, we go out for our day of skiing. And then at the end of the day, we come up and the guy working the, uh, the guy working the table, is like, hey, little girl. Like, I can tell you how many runs you did, or like, do you want to know how fast you went? And she's like, yeah, I want to know how fast I went. And the guy puts the puck in the machine, and he's like, oh my god, you were going a hundred kilometers an hour. Oh
2: my god. Oh yeah. Mhm. Go. Yep. Uh, no. I remember. I remember being at Sun Peaks and watching your sister absolutely smoke us on the burliest mogul run there. I mean, we're talking probably like 700 to 1,000 vertical feet of just like perfectly cut moguls. Mm -hmm. Like me and Dan were like, oh, we're going to go down this. And your sister did not want to go down that run. And when your dad was like, well, the boys boys have kind of already gone down. We were just like standing at the top of the run, lollygagging around and she blows off of the top of this Uh, like the lip of the run and just like gives both of us this death glare. And she takes off. She's a quarter of the way down the run before you're like, I think I should follow her. And You (laughs) take off going. And I'm like, well, now I'm here alone. I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to follow them. I take off by the time I'm a quarter of the way down the run. Your sister's gone. Goodbye. She's done. It's over. You're like, oh yeah. The concept of like
1: like muscle burn wasn't a thing. Mm -hmm
2: no no like and i'm like i'm cruising down like we're probably in like seventh grade eighth grade so we're like 14 years old your sister's got to be 10 and 11 years old yeah. you know kind of probably the same age there i mean she's just gone out of sight hit the cat track and back at, back home already and like you're almost all the way down i'm like halfway down i'm dying i thought i was gonna die i thought this was the end of it i finally made it down And your sister is just sitting there and you can see like the steam of anger pouring off of her. I mean, (laughs) also some of it, I'm sure a little bit of heat and sweat from just absolutely smoking that run. Yeah. She's just gotten down to the bottom. Like we had to walk across this bridge to get back to the village. It was going to be the last run of the day. I mean, her jackets off, her skis are off. Everything's off in a pile. And like, no one will go within like 25 feet of her we're like i'm like i'm gonna hide way up the hill over here where she can't kill me and dan you you and me were both laying there we're like uh we may have screwed this one up eventually your dad came down like walked back with her and we're like we're just gonna stay a little bit away from this and give her some time to cool off
1: oh yeah smart move Mm -hmm. yeah man fearless and fears i guess yes all right, well, that brings us up to to
0: kind of about about middle school, middle school range, uh, you know, maybe maybe creeping into high school. I do want to do a uh, a full ski bus ra- over Lake ski bus roundtable with uh, with some of the people that have gone. But what was that experience like? Just you know, going skiing without your parents, you know, like just hopping on hopping on a bus with with a bunch of bunch of kids and heading up to the mountain.
1: It was awesome, man. Yeah. I think just like in general, inside of skiing and outside of skiing, I think these kinds of experiences where you get to experience autonomy as a kid or as a teenager, as a young adult are so good. They're so formative. It's like really there's a lot of trust because you can get hurt on the mountain, Uh, like you could get into all kinds of trouble at a ski resort. So Mm -hmm. it's a big show of trust from not only your parents, but all community members around the school was providing this, Mm -hmm. the the whole bus thing. It's a big show of trust. And I think that honestly was really formative and also super fun. Yeah. It was super fun to be able to go skiing with friends. That was tight.
2: Yeah. A lot of fun. Got that all that autonomy of the mountain. You could make good decisions, Someone's made the occasional bad decision.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely want to, want to go into it uh, a lot more with, with a couple other, couple other friends that, that pretty much wraps up the stuff that I wanted to ask you. I wanted to kind of get up, get up to high school and get the, get the story up to there. Giles, you got any, you got any final questions for Dan or should we wrap this thing up here? Dan, why is it that you think you might be a better skier than I am?
1: Giles, you, just committed to this man
2: oh 100 this is a hill i've chosen to die on. it's like when we we're on ski bus and playing king of the hill when we got a little bored of skiing mm-hmm. i'm the king of this hill and you need to charge up this mountain and defend your title
1: i'm just saying man there's an easy way to settle it just mm-hmm. let's just throw it down
0: yeah all right <laughs> all right well i guess i guess there's a showdown going i guess somebody's uh, the gauntlet's been thrown down and I guess we're gonna hear hear about the results, uh, you know, next week if they can if they can go out and get it done, get it done this weekend. There are a bunch of updates uh, that Giles and I will have for you next week on the Stevens Pass situation, uh, the epic pass, and and all and all of that that's going on. I know that we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. There have been lots of updates since then, so we're gonna we're gonna get back into that. Next week, Dan. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm sure we're going to have you on again here uh, as as soon as we can. And uh, and love having you. Love getting to chat with you and hear your hear your story.
1: Brian, it was a pleasure to see you. Giles, I'll see you on the mountain, man. Yeah, it was okay, whatever see you seeing mountain. you. pbd yeah. Whether was, or not it, it was, it a was, pleasure. it was, it was Giles.
2: <laughs> it was. All right. Yeah. Love you too, buddy. Love you too. <laughs> And uh, Brian it was great doing this again. Thanks for thanks for putting this all together.
0: That has been Repotted. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to Giles and Dan for joining us. If you have any gear to list, check out the Rerouted app on the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. If you'd like to buy gear, check us out at rerouted.co. That's been it. Thanks to everyone for listening. Have a great day.